Hello and welcome to the Mustangs Report, the official podcast of the Western Mustangs. I'm your host, Ryan Robinson. Today is episode five of the podcast, and we are checking in with our FWP Jones Trophy winner and our Dr. Claude Brown Memorial Trophy winner as part of our Mustangs Awards this year. Our FWP Jones Trophy winner this year went to Joan Shao Chen of our Mustangs swimming team, and our Dr. Claude Brown Memorial Trophy went to Jackson Bear of the men's volleyball team. A couple of great student athletes here with a couple of great stories to go along with it so let's get into it joined now by jackson bear our uh, our purple blanket recipient uh, our uh, claude brown memorial trophy winner and uh, i feel like uh, jackson i'm probably missing about 10 things from the, at least this year alone uh, i'm sure we'll get to a few of them first and foremost congratulations on uh, purple blanket and the dr claude brown trophy um you know how, how exciting was it to kind of to kind of get those those awards because i know um, especially uh, talking to some of the other student athletes over the years that have won it, they always kind of say, um, no matter how you know talented and how important, how many things they've done, that it's always kind of a well, I didn't expect it was going to be me sort of thing. Yeah, it was like very exciting. I was super shocked. I didn't really, I didn't know I got nominated for the Cloud Brown Award. So going up to hear my name and then getting the purple blanket, I was super excited to be on stage. I was like, oh, oh, am I going to make a speech now if I win this? I kind of hope I, hope I got it. <laughs> Think about something exciting to think about. I was going to be nominated, so that was kind of exciting. Then it's just like super excited when I won. Uh, we'll go back to that in a second, but I always like to ask, especially for everybody this year that we're kind of talking to. I know there was uh, obviously this past season wasn't the the traditional for anybody, and the last couple of years have been a little bit so you know, sideways. But um, you know, how how happy were you to kind of get back to? I know it was in a, a different look of competition, but it was it was competition this year for you guys uh, on the men's volleyball team. So how how excited were you to get back this year? Yeah, I was super excited to just get from actual games because it had been like over I think a year and a half, two years from the last game when we started the game season. So being able to play games, not just practice was so exciting. And even though the season kind of got cut in half, uh, ha halfway through, I was still just super excited to play and play games and uh, compete team. Uh, you've always been an impact player with the, the group, obviously since coming into the program, uh, you know, has that always been, you know, high energy kind of, uh, you know, guy during the games and that kind of thing? Has it always been part of your game or is it kind of something you came into kind of your own with the, the university kind of career sort of thing? Uh, I think, yeah, I more came into university. I think when I was in high school, the team I played for was like really good. We won nationals. So I was kind of like not in the spotlight on that team. So coming in, I was kind of under the radar a little bit. Didn't know if I was going to start in first year. And then when I got the starting position, I kind of just kept improving and improving and kind of showing my work in the team and the league. And uh, I think after my first year, I kind of like solidified myself, my position, my role. And I think that uh, that kind of helped me carry through to the second year in this year. Uh, obviously, I know they're uh, at the OUA men's volleyball level. There, there are some very big personalities uh, <laughs> across the board. Uh, you're always very calm, cool, collected when you're on the court sort of thing. Uh, you know, some guys are busting out, you know, are yelling after points. They're screaming. They're they're throwing some hands around. You're always pretty kind of calm, cool and collected. Is that like just your personality in general or is that kind of a by design on the court sort of thing? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's my personality in general. Like most of my friends would think I'm like the weirdo and kind of crazy a little bit sometimes. So I would say it's more what I try to focus on the court, kind of keep my energy kind of consistent and focus and like point by point, don't get too high, too low. And I feel like sometimes it can be distracting to kind of get too energetic at times. And a lot of the guys, some of the guys on the team, other teams, they like to chirp. That's kind of not really 
how I can play. I kind of focus on providing you each point, each play, and kind of, of course, I like to cheer the team, but I'm not one of the highest, like, in terms of cheering as some other guys on the team. I'm more steady throughout the game kind of thing. I kind of try to keep it that way. Uh, you've got that power game going. I know, especially even even when you're watching, you know, uh, broadcasts from from op- from opposition schools, sort of thing. When uh, you guys are going into another school, sort of thing, uh, they're always commenting on kind of your power game, sort of thing. Um, how much pride do you take in that sort of element? That you know, uh, you, you've even got opposition schools kind of saying, you know, there, there's not a whole lot we can do about Jackson and his power game. Yeah, that's kind of, uh, I've been like folks when I came in the first year, I just kind of focused a lot on improving my athleticism so I can kind of bring that power to my game, hit harder, jump higher, and kind of I feel like that's something I've been kind of really working on, especially in attack and block. Uh, obviously, you've had some notable teammates, and in, in that's the other thing too about um, you know talking about your, your kind of winning the, would it be the Purple Blanket and then the Claude Brown Award. Most people don't realize that it's actually only three years total of competition for you sort of thing with an abbreviated year. Uh, how much pride do you take in the fact that you've been able to do so much in obviously kind of a shorter time than maybe some other people that are here for, you know, four five and six years? Yeah, I guess it's kind of like I feel like most people who graduate and haven't really done a lot more than three years of, uh, of their career. So it's kind of interesting. It doesn't feel like it's hit me yet that I'm kind of done. So but I think that. Uh, Coming in, like in the first year, I had a lot of good mentors that really helped me kind of put me in the right path that kind of allowed me to be in the position now where after three years, I was able to win that award. So I think that it was basically my team and my coaches that kind of helped me and positioned me so I'd be able to be in the position I am now, I think. Uh, who are those guys over the last couple of years? Because I know there was some, uh, you know, some, but were those guys that helped you out or were you kind of, I know Jim kind of put you in a, a spot to make an impact from kind of the get-go, recognizing, you know, your skill and and a position to kind of jump into yeah i think uh within teammates it was great having like matt hooker our first year setter who's a great mole model one of the best setters in the league so having him kind of set me the ball was like really helpful in my first year compared to he's a veteran so it kind of showed me how what i need to do he taught me a lot and i think that a lot of the coaching staff having sage and it's a lot of coaches like mike hoya and uh dubsy chris newcomb who played my position and they played pro so they were able having them kind of teach me, put them under the wing a little bit, kind of helped with some of my skills. And also uh, in the summertime, training the national team, there's a lot of good coaches, a lot of good players. So got a lot of experience out each summer. I felt like I came back in the fall better and stronger. And, and how much is that, you know, for those who don't, I know we talked last summer when you got some some time on the national uh, program and you're kind of making your way up through that kind of uh, area sort of thing. Uh, how much has that been, a, you know, not only a, an opportunity for you to grow, but obviously to maybe have those conversations with uh, maybe some some guys who are maybe younger on the team who are looking to kind of advance sort of thing. Uh, how much do you feel like that's helped uh, your game and then obviously kind of advocating at the same time for, you know, kind of moving forward in the in the, the sport? Yeah, it's been huge because I've been exposed to a lot of different like mindsets in the game, like different strategies, how to play it. And every coach kind of has a different strategy. So going there each year, sometimes the same coach, sometimes different coaches. So I'm exposed to constantly new new advice, new feedback, new stuff I can try. And it's very like uh, kind of growth mindset oriented, where there's a lot of like ability to take risk, I find, in the national team. So it creates a lot of opportunities to learn new things and find like not every person in the position is going to play the game the same. And you kind of figure out what can you impact the team and how can you do it? So it's not a cookie cutter mold for uh, the middle blocker position or any position in volleyball. So kind of learning different perspectives from different players, coaches has really helped my game evolve. And I think uh, I've been trying to share like as much knowledge as I can with some of the younger guys on the team. So 
especially the guys in my position, Jonah, my second middle, who's second year, and uh, I've just been sharing everything I learned to help him kind of progress. I feel like learned a lot, so it's kind of my duty to kind of do that. Uh, I know senior night this year wasn't exactly as expected. I feel like there's a theme here of the things that weren't as expected sort of thing across the board, but uh, senior night didn't go obviously the same as usual. There was a COVID protocol with your opposition. So a game didn't get played, uh, but there was a bit of a family affair to senior night this year. Uh, how, how special was that for, for you and the family uh, obviously to kind of have that maybe a little bit of a, a cherry on top sort of thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we weren't able to play our game, but at least my sister was able to play her game. So seeing her and her senior night and being able to share that with her and all my friends and my dad, my mom, and my grandma was wonderful. So I feel like even though I didn't get my senior night, having my sister there and my parents there really made it worth it. Uh, on the day of the awards sort of thing, uh, you know, I, you know, has it sunk in yet that kind of, you know, a purple blanket and the, and the Claude Brown trophy, or is it still uh, still a little too fresh because obviously everybody's in exam mode and finishing the year and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I would say it's still pretty fresh. It hit me a little bit like a week later, but not right away because I was kind of busy still, like got exams, got to do a bunch of other stuff, packing up the house, getting ready to leave, still practice working out. So I feel like it's going to hit me once I kind of, settle down for a bit and kind of just take it in once I leave London for good probably that's when I'll start thinking about reflecting on the past there get on the highway and all of a sudden realize that uh, you know the, the truck's packed and and driving down the road things are like oh wait a second uh, that that chapter's done and we'll we'll see what the next ones have to hold mm-hmm, exactly uh, and then j- just a couple things, obviously, uh, you and Jim, obviously, I know, uh, Jim Sage, our head coach, he, he's uh, his own personality sort of thing. How much, uh, how much has he impacted your time sort of thing? Cause, uh, you know, uh, it's pretty cut and dry when it comes to Jim. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty black and white across the board, isn't it? Yeah. Like I really enjoy my time with Jim. He's super passionate about the game and he really cares about the team and he cares about us. Like, like he's like, our, we are like his sons to him and he just is so passionate about our game. So. Just having him in our on our side, having him as one of my mentors, like really taught me a lot about the passion for the game and how to just be a better man in general, too. Not just about sports, but uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask what's what's next on the horizon because I know obviously there's there's graduation and then there's uh, you know obviously I'm sure uh, some some passion for the game continuing. What's the the next few steps for you, sort of thing? Yeah, so I'm heading out Sunday to go train the national team. So don't really get that much of a break, but. Uh, yeah, I'll head out to Gatineau where we train the team and uh, looking to compete this summer. This this team in the, for the national team is a lot of opportunities to kind of move up the move up the ladder this year. So depending how I can play, maybe crack an A team roster, stay in the B team. So should be able to compete and train all summer and go to some good competitions. Awesome. Well, uh, congratulations on the the award and. Uh... And uh, don't be a stranger around here. I know that I know the the timeline may have been a little bit uh, shorter than you, you thought, but uh, you know we're we're, uh, we're really happy to uh, see you win this award. And uh, you know I'm sure is it, is it sitting somewhere important, or did the parents say we're, we're taking this home to to display it? Yeah, I don't really know. I think it's in my mom's house right now. She came to pick up some stuff, so I don't really know where she's put it yet. But uh, I'm sure I'll see when I get home. <laughs> Jackson, thanks for this. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Joined now by the FWP Jones Trophy winner, the Purple Blanket recipient, and overall one of the most awesome people I know. Joan, nice to see you. How are you? Hi, Ryan. Nice to see you again. Happy to be here. I I, I forgot to put in previous host of the podcast. Ah, okay. (laughs) 
aka Jonas had to put up with me a too few minutes too many times and once again I had to send a message and go hey Joan I, I know like you know you're graduating and everything's kind of moving forward but I gotta pull you back in for a few minutes so thanks for doing this appreciate it of course happy always happy to see you and talk about the school and whatever else you want me to talk about <laughs> Well, today we'll, we'll just kind of have a fun little encompassing of uh, all things Joan. I know you love talking about yourself, which is probably the thing oh. you like talking about the least. So uh, today I'm going to make you do that. So just because, you know, we want to make sure you get your, your just due. So uh, first and foremost, congratulations, Purple Blanket, as I said, and the FWP Jones Trophy winner. Um, we'll, we'll talk about those in a second. Uh, but first things first, take me back to, uh, and I've done this with everybody, and I've, it's my favorite first question for everybody. What did it mean to you to get back to competition this year? Because I know that was that was a tough thing across the board for all student athletes. And I know this year wasn't exactly what we call normal, but it was closer sort of thing. So how much was it nice to get back to that competition side of things? Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a ride. I mean, my teammates and I, we talked about it all the time, you know, just the amount of physical and mental anticipation of not really having something to train for I know that's a big part of the athlete's mindset is just like you know something to look forward to something to keep you focused and having it kind of in limbo for a long time you know our OUA was right after the one month gap that our league took so it was really big question like is it going to extend are they going to cancel our championships is it going to get rescheduled are we going to do like a virtual format which would have been crazy um but it was really I mean, I'd like to say I had hope that it would happen, but I didn't want to, you know, get too excited, get carried away and then disappointed. But um, I think being an older member of my team, I really wanted to take the role of encouraging and just putting more positivity into our team culture rather than focusing on what we lost or what could have been. That's just like, you know, take one day at a time and whatever happens is better than not having anything. <laughs> so it was nice, but, you know, it was challenging, especially trying to, you know, be there for other people at the same time as trying to motivate myself. Uh, now, that's always a thing, and that's just part of your personality. I know the, the, the advantage I know of getting to know you, that's your, you know, you, you're, you're very seldom thinking about yourself. You're trying to help others, whether it be on campus, your team, that kind of thing. Um now, now, everybody's got their own perspective on what it means to be a student athlete sort of thing. Uh, I know when I talk to a lot of the student athletes, it's always, you know, I, I feel like I'm I'm best in my academic side of things when my athletic season is going on just because of that time management perspective. Um, and I always ask this question to every student athlete. How hard is it to be a student athlete? Because a lot of people just don't get how hard it is. Um, yeah, I would say it's not easy. But it is something you get better at. I for sure think if you compare where I, you know, mentally I am now with where I was in my first year, I've definitely picked up a lot of strategies, habits, and um, like I have a healthier, more sustainable lifestyle now when it comes to managing everything. But for me, being a student is first, you know, and then the athletics is as I do as much as I can, um, you know, being in my engineering program it was hard ever since my first year to even make the practices to spend time with my teammates. Like it took a little longer for me to meet everyone that was on my team. Um, and, you know, it's just something that you get used to. It's, I mean, I think for me, athletics was always second to academics, but 
you know, they do go hand in hand, right? Like you have the mental and physical balance. You need, I guess, exercise in both aspects. So it was never a question of like choosing one or the other for me. It was just, what do I need to benefit my long-term, you know, future or accomplish my long-term goals that I can work towards now? And then kind of the community involvement and leadership aspect came later once I felt like I had a better handle on the first two, which was, um, I would say during the pandemic, honestly, like, um, I'm in a way very thankful that I had this little break from swimming and it gave me the opportunity to think about what there is out there now that I have so much more time on my hands. And, um, you know, it was kind of a moment of realization of all the maybe struggles or challenges that were going on around me that I felt like I could use these you know, efforts and time that I just regained from my lack of swimming into other places that could still be positive to not just me, but to other people as well. So, um, yeah, honestly, kind of thankful. <laughs> uh, I, I know you and I have talked about this a lot of times. You were a very, very big advocate for for trying to promote you know, the, uh, the swimming team here at Western and, and the swimming program and kind of just the, the you know, the, the competitive sport that is swimming sort of thing. Um, t- take us through, for those who don't know, your kind of competitive you know, journey sort of thing when you, you get here to Western, because I know that's the one thing that sometimes people um, maybe don't realize about swimming, and they, they they know, but they don't know at times sort of thing of how this is such a, a very large numeric team, but obviously there's there's very much an individual side of it, but there's, you know, individual events, but then there's your relay events, which obviously went quite well for you. Um, you know, take, take us through kind of what you were thinking as a, an athlete kind of coming into to Western and then kind of how it kind of progressed throughout your, your couple of years with the, with the program. Yeah. So I guess at the beginning, um, like our swim team and our coaching staff was a big reason why I came to Western in the first place. And I felt like they really had a team dynamic. And I met with some university swimmers back when I was in high school to kind of learn about the environment, which I think is really unique that most people, first of all, not in university, but also in other sports don't understand. Like you said, swimming, we do usually compete on our own, but we all train together. We all, you know, take the bus, go to competitions together. And we really fuel ourselves with that team dynamic and group motivation. Um, And then the relays are a whole different thing where, you know, our mindset is we're doing this for our school, for our team, for our teammates, our coaches, it's bigger than just ourselves. And to be on a relay, like I've been so fortunate (laughs) is a big deal because it means that, you know, your teammates and your coaches trust you to be out there representing all of us, you know, like it's not just our names on the program. It's, for our school, it's all about earning team points and recognition for your team. Whereas in high school or individual club swimming, it's more about you know trying to get personal bests every time or trying to do things for your own recognition. Um, so that's something that I really like about university swimming that probably a lot of team sports or other sports might not understand. And then also for me, you know, I've never really been the fastest or the strongest, the tallest, any of those things, but I've been, you know, lucky enough to just squeak by and get my spot on the relay and then, you know, just enjoy the ride that comes with being in that position. And as I've gotten older, I've taken on like a bigger role within the relays that I can be there to help encourage my teammates, to help motivate them, you know. Um, so it's definitely... I'm very thankful that relays are a thing. 
<laughs> in swimming and also that I have so many teammates that are supportive of like no matter who gets chosen for the relay it's not a competition between us you know we all want the best people given the situation given everything going on to represent all of us so I'm really glad that that is something that's appreciated and promoted within swimming. Uh, for you, let's t go through the season sort of thing, because obviously I, I know there was, you know, as you said, some some hiccups, some delays. Is OUA is going to happen? What what's going to uh, what will what will potential national championship look like? All that kind of fun stuff. Um, you know, it, take us through. And obviously, for everybody's season, it gets to the banner portion when you get to OUA's. Um, obviously, OUA's went pretty well for the team sort of thing. Take us through for you. What was it like to get to OUA's, and how well did did obviously OUA's go for, from your perspective? Yeah, I thought our team did really well at OUA. Um, it was really different this year, given the COVID restrictions, capacity limits, all those things. Um, the format of the competition was way different than what it was pre-pandemic. So the men and the women, we competed completely separately. Um, we didn't even get to watch each other and we couldn't cheer for each other. It felt like we were two separate teams, which you know was a bit different for morale, but I think we all made the best of the situation. And then also we didn't have the prelim final format anymore. It was just, you have one shot, you do this 20 second race one time, your whole year depends on this one moment. So that did add another layer of pressure, but also I think everyone was so excited. You know, we have a large group of first and second years on our team who have never been to an OUA. They've never been to a team championship. Some of them had never even been to downtown Toronto. You know, some of them have never done a team travel competition. So there's a lot of new experiences and it was a good balance of the new young energy from these new team members with kind of the veteran experience who were kind of, you know, calming them down, showing them what needs to be done. Um, and then, you know, I think the results kind of speak for themselves. The women were solidly second in overall team standings, which we're pretty happy about. Um, and then the men were really close. I think they came third and they're just edged out on the last day by a couple points. But I think both teams, you know, like you mentioned, it was a hard two years. And to be able to get to that point where we're still competitive with other schools and we still came out of it with a good mindset and we still have a really healthy team dynamic is a big accomplishment on its own. So, yeah. And the other thing too is obviously with the you know a year off in between and a lot of newcomers, some some a few people who are you know are still more senior members sort of thing. It, it sounded like the group really found a way to kind of come together, and I'm sure that's a lot to do with you know the coaches and, and you know, obviously led by Paul Midgley. So um, you know how much, and I know he relies on that captains group quite a bit. So uh, I know that was uh, that was uh, an important group, and uh, I know if I didn't have you informing me of what was going on at events, uh, just a side note, thank you for keeping me up to date because sometimes people tend to forget to, to get us those additional details so um overall how, how did you feel obviously there's OUAs there's nationals how did you feel kind of the overall season was for for the swim team I think it was the best we could have hoped for um you know Paul kind of gives us a, a motto and an analogy every year where it's usually something like you work every day towards your long-term goal and it's like okay if you have small setbacks here and there but you know, we work towards the OUA glory and that kind of thing. Um, but this year he was really about, you know, embracing and adapting to whatever's thrown at us. And we're here because we want to be. So like, it's a privilege and honor to represent our school, to come train every day, to be with these teammates. 
and just make the best of it. You know, if you're having a rough day, you just feel not amazing. You work on something else. Like you work on your technique, you work on your mindset, you work on building team connections, something like that. And so I think having that mindset that he reminds us every day, <laughs> um, you know, build up, it made it easier to deal with setbacks like the month off in January or for example, not having the same access to facilities um, compared to pre-COVID. And in the end, I think he was pretty happy. He doesn't show a lot of emotion usually, you know? Um, but you know, sometimes he smiles, he gives people props with his Olympic ring and it's a big deal. So um, I think it went pretty well, yeah. Um, now let's kind of shift forward to, to the awards event sort of thing. Um, I, I, I have a, a, I have a nice reel of photos and I kind of was doing this on purpose, especially when it came to, uh, major award winners section, especially after the purple blanket recipients, uh, first and foremost, before we get to the Jones trophy, I, I know, uh, having that purple blanket was a big deal for you. How, how special was it when you were named a purple blanket recipient first off? I was very surprised. Um, I was sitting as far as possible from the stage and I was like, just skiing, saying, oh my God, to myself over and over as I took the long walk um, over. But it means a lot to be kind of among other amazing student athletes, obviously, but also to be recognized for something beyond just, you know, athletic stats. And I think the purple blanket is more, not like, how do I say this? I think it means more to me that it's, um, you know, hand selected pretty much based on the whole individual. You know, it's we're not just students in that moment. We're not just athletes. We're not just team leaders, things like that. It's everything together. And it's not just based on one OUA competition or one U sports. It's the day in the work that you put in day in, day out and to be there representing my teammates and um, you know, having the support of my coaches and seeing all the friendly faces on the stage that I've gone to work with this year, it really was a moment that I was just like, oh my God, like it's all happening, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, I was even more shocked with the Jones Trophy announcements. I was literally standing on the stage with my jaw on the floor. Um, I have the sequence of pictures, by the way, because I may yeah. or may not have just hit the shutter and just kept going. <laughs> yeah. Was not expecting that. I was like, okay, maybe they'll be nice and they'll slide me in with the blankets. And then the rest, I was completely, I, in a good way, shocked. <laughs> um, the excitement of that point, because I know, uh, you know, there, there's the excitement on stage of being announced as the winner of the Jones Trophy. Um, you know, and then you, you take a picture, you go in the hall, you get another picture. Um, what was the most exciting portion of that day? Was it the teammates kind of coming to congratulate you afterwards? But uh, I know you're, I, I jokingly say with you, when I say teammates, I think it, I feel like there's the swimming teammates and then there's like your, your Mustang care and you know, mask teammates sort of thing. So I feel like you probably had a pretty, a big group of people that were kind of coming around to congratulate you. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I feel like I've grown this bigger group of family around me that I was really fortunate that I guess many student athletes don't experience, you know, um, it was a whole, I guess, just mix of people that I knew from this place, from Sam, from Sammy, from class, from my team, from mask. And 
it felt like I felt the student athlete community in that moment. You know, it's not just I'm a person who identifies with these people because we share the experience of being student athletes, but it was really we are all in this together. And, you know, the whole theme of the night is to celebrate our student athletes and to recognize the hardships that we went through and then, you know, how we came out of it better. And I don't think it really hit me until I got home and, you know, like everything settled down and I was just in my room and I was like, oh my God, like that really happened. (laughs) And because since I was in first year, you know, I've gone to these galas, I've seen the people who get purple blankets, who've won the major awards. I'm like, wow, like, that's really cool. Like, never did I think I would even be considered for one of those. And it's like, it's crazy to think how these five years have gone by really quickly in a way. But, you know, I feel like I'm a completely different person. Um, You know, I came in like a naive, innocent first year, just here to get my ring and maybe splash around the pool a little. And now I feel like I've made so many connections, not only with student athletes, but um, like I've gotten to work with people like you and Bonnie, Stephanie, Christine, Deb, and also like the alumni network. They're also a great organization that have, you know, like unconditional support for our student athletes. And anytime I talk about what's going on, they just, you know, take it all in. They're so happy and it's a great place to be in as well. And, you know, I really feel like I'm leaving a family behind and it's not just me in this, you know, massive school of 30,000 people anymore. It's like, I really found a place where I belong and it's kind of sad, but I don't know, really happy about how it all went, I guess. <laughs> That's why you have the Mustang graduating ring. I think it's yes, probably on there. So. There it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, that way, no matter where you are, you've always got a little purple attached to you no matter what. Yeah, uh, it's very heavy. So, you know, I know it's there. <laughs> Um, I would not be doing a, a service for my own job, nor I know if uh, having you on, if I didn't talk a little bit about mask and the, some of the, the extracurricular outside of athletic side of things for you, because uh, I know how, how big of an aspect that's been for you, um, you know, whether it be, and I feel like we could probably sit here for about 20 minutes and go through all the various groups that you were either involved with or helped out with and stuff like that. Um, I know that obviously this past year, being the president of the Mustang Athlete Student Council, um, involving obviously a bunch of other areas. Sammy, you mentioned SAMP too, sort of thing. Um, we have a m- number of different acronyms for everything. Um, how impactful has this past year being the president of, of MASK been? Because I know, um, you know, when I when I talk to you know your, your fellow kind of members of the executive on MASK and you know other student athletes, and they're they're always so complimentary of kind of you know how much work you put in and you know how hard you worked for it. Um, you know, t- I, I'll give you free promotion, a free time to promote mask as much as you want uh but also kind of just to you know i know it's something that you want to see more student athletes get involved with uh and more uh you know just involvement in general from the the entire kind of uh, mustang kind of family sort of thing yeah for sure um kind of along the lines of what i was talking about before just finding this new passion during the pandemic um it really opened my eyes to so many things that I could be doing, you know, there's people who are really passionate about mental health, there's really people passionate about gender-based violence prevention, um, you know, mentorship, helping the, you know, next group of Mustangs. And I found myself in a place where I was like, you know what, like, I do have 
the time, the energy, the resources are out there. Like if someone's going to do it, why not me? Right. And I think having someone in mask to, you know, center everyone, you know, gather all the troops and really make sure we're on the same page. Like everyone was so capable of accomplishing their own initiatives and organizing their own events and all the different execs were so successful, so amazing and so supportive with everything that they were doing while we were all, you know, still one group. And I think I found that to be my calling, I guess, where I was, you know, I was wanted to be the one to kind of keep everyone on the same page, but not really doing things for them. Um, and there's so many opportunities out there, more that we just opened this year, um, involving student athlete mental health, um, gender-based violence allyship training. We have a new EDI group. And I think a lot of people don't realize how beneficial these groups are you know you kind of have to yeah. give it a chance yeah. and tie into it meet the different people see what's going on and then you know sign up for whatever you want there's absolutely no pressure student athletes can come to our meetings hear about what's happening and kind of decide on like a case-by-case -case basis what they want to get involved with we don't want to put any pressure on anyone you know it's just to have a good time to you know whoever wants to help out is welcome to but we aren't forcing anything on anyone and once they start and you know, a lot of people find like, oh, like I didn't even realize that I had a passion for this or that, you know, I really want to continue now that I've gotten my foot in. So there's lots of things happening over the summer as well, starting next year. Um, I know lots of the execs who are returning have plans to kind of start the year off with a bang right away. Um, and I'm really excited to see what our student leaders have in store for the future. And I know you'll help to encourage them and support them. Hint, hint. <laughs> Mainly because I know in the back of my mind, I can still hear Joan going, Brian, you need to do this too. All right, no problem. Um, I, I know I was talking to Lauren, uh, Lauren Pastor, who is taking your, you know, moving into the president's role. Um, she said to me, I remember her whispering and saying, I have some very big shoes to fill. Um, how much do you feel like you're you're leaving this place in a better position, whether it be mask and uh, as a student athlete? How much are you feeling like now that maybe you're, you're leaving it in a lot better spot than when you found it kind of thing? Um, I guess I feel like every student leader has their own style maybe and maybe their own passions or goals that they're more focused on than others. So you know, for me, opening up the varsity EDI committee was something that I thought was a gap that I wanted to fill. And, you know, not every president has to come up with a new committee every year, but, you know, wherever their mentality of, you know, continuous improvement and constantly seeking feedback and finding ways to improve is what will take any student leader far. And the way that they do that can look different for everyone. You know, for me, I was in my fifth year, I had, like I mentioned, like more confidence in myself managing my previous commitments um, between academics and swimming. So I was fortunate to be in a place where I could afford to spend more time on mask and, you know, check in with the executives more often than maybe some presidents in the past had. But, you know, I don't expect that to be the requirement for everyone in the future. Like I told Lauren, like, 
you know, have confidence in yourself. You were chosen for a reason and like the people believe in you. Um, as long as you have the right commitment and passion and dedication, you know, that can take many different shapes. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I told her she could text me anytime, but, you know, I think she's going to do amazing. We have some other returning key players as well, like Seth. Um, James is going to be heading the SAMI initiative. And we have Rhea, who's going to help more with the EDI aspect. And she's also working on the leadership professional development. We have Owen coming back from Mustang's care. And now that he'll be in his second year in the role, I think also with the pandemic loosening restrictions, I think there'll be a lot um, a lot of opportunities in that aspect for student athletes. So yeah, we have a big team, but it's, I think it's a good thing. There's a lot of passionate people out there. So, yeah. Have you, have you taken a little bit of time yet to reflect on the, the, the Mustang career? Is it just a little too fresh in, in context and there may or may not be some, maybe a summer vacation where you might sit back and say, all right, now maybe I'll think about it a little bit now. Maybe. I mean, I just finished my exams. I feel like very much still in the student athlete grind, you know? I don't think it's hit me yet that my whole lifestyle, my routine, my day-to-day -day thinking will change um, very shortly. But, you know, I'm happy with the way things went this year. Um, I'm happy with the things I was able to achieve in my time at Western and now moving forward. I don't have like any regrets or things like that. So I'm pretty happy, but I know I said the word happy so many times today. Um, I'm glad or I'm satisfied that, you know, things the, will continue we'll get the thesaurus out. It'll be all kinds of different words. It'll be fine. Yeah. You uh, can, you can just like edit this and put in a little clip of you saying different synonyms <laughs> for happy. No one will notice. It's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Um, I would be remiss if I didn't finish it out by asking what, what's next for you. Cause I know, uh, you know, you're moving on into the, the, the fun world of, of, of being in the world sort of thing. Um, yeah. how excited are you for this next step? I'm really excited, nervous as well. Um, I'm starting to work in engineering consulting firm. Um, so it'll be fast paced, lots of new experiences, meeting lots of new people, um, it's kind of weird to think that, you know, I'm going from a place where I was kind of, you know, a veteran on the team and I knew everyone and now I'm going to be starting off fresh. Um, but I'm excited. I think the world of engineering has a lot that I've yet to discover and maybe my new focus will be encouraging more women to get into engineering or STEM fields. That's something that I'm also really passionate about that did not factor into mask really, but you know, maybe that'll be a new passion and area that I'll look more into once I start work. I feel like maybe leaving mask and the EDI committee and everything will have a little hold in my heart. So I gotta find some way to fill it, you know? <laughs> I have a feeling uh, I, I can't I can't speak for the mask folks. I can speak for myself personally. You are more than welcome to come back anytime that <laughs> you want to do anything whatsoever, because uh, you, you're, you're an absolute joy to work with. And uh, oh. frankly, I, I know uh, uh, I will not forget uh, your cell phone number. So if at some point it gets blocked, I'll understand. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's uh, this is uh, I know this is just kind of a small synapse, uh, kind of a synopsis of time sort of thing. But 
Um, I won't take up your whole day. So thank you for doing this. Uh, thank you for being uh, you know, a great kind of partner for uh, for I know my office. I should I'm speaking completely selfishly. Um, so uh, appreciate what you've done that way. Uh, congratulations on the purple blanket, the FWP Jones Trophy, and that graduating ring that I'm sure you will wear all the time proudly. Yes. So. Of course. Um, <laughs> it matches my iron ring, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. It works out nicely. There's a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of hardware across the board. Did you have to buy a bigger trophy case at this point, or oh is, or, is, or does everything you sit know? in a special place? Yeah, I might have to. I haven't really gone into the home decor yet. I have my purple blanket sprawled across the pianos. That's pretty nice for now. You can see it right when you walk in the house. So. <laughs> First thing when you walk in, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I, that's me. That's all me. <laughs> I'm over there. That one's me. That one's me. So, uh, Joan, thank you for this. Appreciate it. And uh, don't be a stranger. For sure. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs>